Being a new hunter can be an extremely daunting, frustrating endeavor. Every turn you take leads to more questions and seemingly less answers. If only there were a podcast that could answer those questions, kill those frustrations, and help you become more deadly in the woods. Well, (laughs) this ain't that podcast. New Hunter Podcast. What's going on, guys? My name's Vince. I'm going to be your host, and welcome to NHP. I am a new adult onset hunter who is on a mission to learn absolutely everything I can about this awesome thing that we call hunting. And as I'm learning new things, I just want to share that info with you guys so that collectively we can become more deadly in the woods. So sometimes we're going to have experts on the show if I have a particular question or subject I want to dive into. And other times we're just going to have everyday average Joes like you and me, because I, I do think that there's a lot to be learned from just talking about other people's experiences in the woods. So if that sounds good to you, do me a favor, hit pause and follow and subscribe wherever you're listening to this show right now. That just makes it easier for you to keep track of us. So when we come out with new content every week, you don't miss out on it. So with that, this week we have Nate Lenz. Nate is the arrow a day king. Nate has been shooting for maybe 250 days in a row when this comes out, might be a little more. Um, I met Nate a long time ago just through one of the original arrow a day challenges we put on and uh, he started shooting and he just never stopped and he's still going. So I want to talk to him about that. We're also going to talk uh, about a little bit of psychology stuff with men and hunters and stuff like that. So stick around. And at the end of the show, we're going to go over Nate's best advice for a brand new hunter. Um, I think you guys are really going to like the episode. So as always, thank you for listening. And let's get into the interview with Nate Lenz. All right, guys. So as promised, uh, let me welcome to the show, Nate Lenz. Nate, what's going on, dude? Not much, man. We're just chilling. Yeah, heck yeah. So you guys are unbeknownst to this. Nate has been gracious enough to re-record because back when I was having my mid pod, what would you call it? Midlife podcast crisis. Um, we were going into hunting season and I was overwhelmed and I was burnt out. Um, and we recorded a podcast and it was a good podcast and I just never released it. I stepped away from podcasting to focus because I knew how much time hunting was going to take you know, trying to manage with family, two small boys and wife and hunting and a podcast Mm -hmm. and a full-time job. And there's a lot of, I I feel like there's a lot of guys that they record and they just throw the raw out there. And that's what I wish that I could get myself to do, Mm -hmm. but I overproduce the shit out of this and I'm not good at it either, but I overproduce it. So it does, it, it it is like a, it is like a part-time job because I mean, I spend hours and hours and hours getting one episode ready. Um, so basically all I have to say, like, I was like, I I just, I've got to, if I want to hunt and give myself a fighting chance, I have to separate or I have to eliminate something right now out of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was podcast and kind of, I didn't eliminate antler and feather co, but I just kind of stepped back from it. Uh, oh. I I'll be really honest. I haven't put a whole heck of a lot of like heart into it. Like I did at one time. Um, 
And that I think partially that's me. Like uh, when this comes out, there will have been an after hours episode that I recorded earlier that kind of speaks to finding like if you God, I lost my train of thought already. What was I just saying? Stepping away from things. God, I don't know. I see. I, I guys, I should have never came back. I thought a new name would fix it. It didn't. I still ramble. I still lose my train of thought. That's what makes it good. It's the it's the authenticity and the realism. Well, it's what what this is is this is years of wrestling concussions that are creeping up. I'm I'm about to turn 37 in a month, and I think I'm dying. I think my brain is shutting down. (laughs) I tried I tried to drink Mountain Ops for some from some brain clarity, and I, I really it doesn't help. It used to, but it's just like I'm getting dumber and dumber. <laughs> Anywho, all of that rambling that I might cut out uh, to say Nate and I recorded a podcast months ago, and uh, it just didn't ever it never did see the light of day. So I wanted Nate to be the first one under the new one, just a because I thought we had a good show. Yeah. I love I love following you in your Arrowhead day. Plus, I felt like I owed it to you because I felt really bad about like. Hey, give me an hour and a half of your time, and then nothing came. And then me. nothing. So then I ask for another hour and a half of your time. Guys, I mean, after. I enjoy spending time with you, so it's really not time <laughs> lost. It's all good. Right. So I think to kick off, um, let's cover. I guess. I guess since that first episode didn't come out, I'm gonna have to like parse in my brain what we didn't didn't talk about, mm-hmm. and remember that I didn't release it, so these you know listeners don't right. know what I already know. Um, but give a general background. Cause I know that in terms of bow hunting, you are a newer hunter. Yeah. Um, if you want to call it that, uh, so what's the general hunting background on you? How'd you get into it? Why do you love it? Why do you, why do you still do it? Yeah. So, um, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know that I have like a specific, oh, this is when, but I remember I hunted with my dad a lot when I was a kid, hunted and fished a lot with my dad. Um, he, he did some deer hunting. He grew up in Minnesota, and I know that he did some deer hunting when he was younger. Um, I didn't do that as much. We did a lot of upland birds, so pheasant, quail, um, and then fishing. But when I was I don't know, mid-teens, I I deer I did deer hunt a couple times with him. Um, shot a deer, never recovered a deer. Um, it got stolen, which is... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one I... Yeah. That's when you can you can recap. <laughs> so yeah, it was, My deer it was a got thing, stolen. Dude. Um, so then I kind of my my dad got a lot busier, and I guess at that point in my life I just wasn't into it enough to keep doing it on my own, and so I kind of I didn't do it for a long time, and then not last year, but the year before. We were getting ready to come up to my in-laws, which is where I'm at today. And my father-in-law has a farm and he's like, hey, you want to go deer? It's deer season up here. Do you want to go deer hunting? And I was like, sure. I mean, he's got a gun. It's sighted in. You want to come up? I had guns, but he's like, it's ready to go. So, yeah, sure. I'll do it. So it came state up. state are you in? I'm in Missouri right now. Oh, I live yeah. in Kansas. I care you're deer hunting. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I went out, sat down and first night shot a deer. Boom. Got a buck. It was awesome. I was like, Hey, this is, this is really cool. And, um, so kind of after that, 
I decided to kind of start looking into hunting and deer hunting specifically because I enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, if, if you go on YouTube or social media at all, it seems like the people that are putting the most content out about deer hunting and how to deer hunt are bow hunters. Yeah. And so that kind of led me down that rabbit hole. And then, so I shot that deer in deer season in Missouri, whatever that was a couple years ago and the beginning of that next year. So I think I'm going on like two, maybe three years now. I, I, my brain's not great either, but <laughs> um, I bought my first bow and just started shooting as much as possible. And then last year I harvested a, a, a small buck with my bow, my first season bow hunting and just kind of got into really getting into archery and enjoying it, you know, doing your arrow a day challenges and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And really kind of falling in love with, with archery and, and hunting. And so I'm doing all of it now, like deer hunting. My dad has since retired, which is great because now he's got time. And so being able to take my sons out hunting, turkey hunting, deer hunting, upland birds, fishing, like we were really kind of jumping into that lifestyle. Even I actually walked my dad through buying his first compound bow um, nice. this last fall. And so actually we're traveling again and, but we're going to, we're going to bow hunt together. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. That's kind of like awesome. the short version of kind of how I got to where I'm at. So have you, have you like influenced him with the arrow a day thing? Is he shooting an, an arrow a day or is he, he do you think he's going to be like the, we're going to go out in November. So yeah. October 27th, we're going to whip that bad boy out, fling a few down no, range. Definitely not. <laughs> I think like I'm a pretty fly by the seat of my pants person. Like I have ADHD. I'm like, <laughs> I don't sit still well, but yeah. the, the discipline in my life that I do have, I think that I learned in large part from my dad. He's not, yeah. he's not like your David Goggins, you know, <laughs> Jocko willing wake up and work out kind of guy, but he's very purposeful and meticulous in everything that he does do. And so growing up as a kid, I, I watched that and saw how that positively affected my life as a kid. Like my life was incredibly stable in large part to his just very meticulous nature. And so yeah. he, he brings that into like archery too. So it's been kind of fun because you know, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot my arrow a day videos and then I'll take pictures of my arrows and I'll sh text them over to him and he'll go out and shoot his bow and he'll text me the pictures of his arrows That's and awesome. stuff. And so it's pretty fun. It's cool to see like, <clears throat> you know, when part like starting those arrow day challenges, which I mean, now there's a lot of different, a lot of different companies that are, that are doing like arrow day things. I think, I think yeah. that's awesome. I, I do too. It's, it's just a, it's an easy way to get people just that little ounce of motivation they need. You know, when there's something attached to it, yeah. for some reason, just go shoot your bow every day. And if no one reminds you, it's like yeah. four days later, you get busy. But when there's a little bit of like, there doesn't even really have to be incentive. Yeah. It's more of a just like, we're collectively doing this as a group yep. and people jump on board. And I think it's yep. great, especially in a discipline like archery that, it, it is a, it is a, uh, what, what is that? A depreciating skill. hundred yes, percent. Like sir. you can, I mean, I've found like when I've taken, I've never taken like huge chunks of time off from archery, but like there's, there's times where I don't touch my bow for three weeks, which yeah. is the whole reason I wanted to do an arrow a day in the first place to keep me accountable. Um, I feel like at 20 yards, I come back and I'm okay. 
-hmm. Like I'm not, not on a dime, but when you start talking about getting distance or when you get into a hunting situation, I think Mm -hmm. most, most bow hunters would agree 20 yards on a range versus 20 yards with a live animal is not the same thing. Um, so I'm glad that it's cool to see. And it's like, I I don't want, I'm not taking credit, but it just happened to be my arrow day that you yes, jumped it on. Was, absolutely. So it's cool for me to see, cause everyone's come and gone, you yeah. know, and it's like anything else on Instagram where you go through waves of people. Yeah. Like generally there's like your, your OGs that come around and they stay around like you, you're one of those. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been, you've been with, with the project for a very long time and we stay in contact, but there's other people that situationally come in arrow day challenge, for instance, and you interact with them every day for 30 days or however yeah. long they do it. And then you don't ever talk to them again. Yeah. So sure. it's really cool to see like you started it, whichever one that was 200 plus days ago. Yeah. And like that you're still doing it. Like I never thought like when I put the challenge out, Hey, 30 days is up. Yeah, and somebody I don't gets remember the hat if, and we're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't remember if somebody else was, uh, Oh, I can't think of his name. Cause he's a guy that I ha I don't interact with a ton anymore. Was it the one that you did where someone else finished it too? Yeah. So it was me and, uh, Joe above it? average archery. Yeah. Joe. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, Brian, Bobcats Brian. and Broadheads. Those were the, I think there might've been somebody else. Like I think Fletcher, Archery might have done it yeah, too, but possibly. I think it was a small group of people that finished it out. And then I want to say it was the three or four of us that just like, well, let's keep doing it. And then it ended up being Brian and I, and then he went on a cruise and that's, Damn that's why cruises. I, that's why I quote unquote <laughs> won. But yeah. I think Brian was the one that got the hat actually. Yeah, I think so. So Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's cool to see, like, like I said, when that first challenge came out of like, we'll keep going. It's like, can they make it to 50 days? Surely they're not going to make it 60 days. And then you are still freaking going. What'd you say today? Today is going to be 235. Yeah. And my goal now, I'm going to shoot every day for a year. Like that's the goal. Now, do you have, and do you have like at 365, are you going to go 366 or are you going to say, I'm taking a day, I'm breathing? Have you thought about it yet? I are you just going to... Honestly, at this point, like, with how, like, to make it work, I've had to figure out some systems to make sure that I shoot every day. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, even little, like, I've caught so much flack. Cotton? That's not a word. I've caught so much flack <laughs> from people. You're in Missouri. It's I okay. I know, right? At different points. So like on different videos, because I, the Instagram automatically posts on Facebook, right? And so one of my posts one time, you know, I was shooting from the street towards my house Mm -hmm. and some guy, you know, got on there and was like, trespass by projectile. You're welcome. (laughs) And, but then like five other people are like arguing with each other about whether or not I should or shouldn't be shooting, you know, people are like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm being pretty safe. Like I know where all my people are. I know where all my neighbors are. Like I'm a, it, to me, it's really important. Like gun safety, aero safety, like that stuff's yeah. all a big deal to me. So I'm like, man, 
man, calm down. And then I get the same thing for shooting in my house. Yeah. But it's like, I know where yeah. everybody is. I know where my arrow's going. My backstop is a concrete wall of my garage. Like, the only way I could be well, any safer is to not shoot at all. You're shooting them VPA broadheads. They might go through that concrete. Dude, the, when <laughs> I had a bag target that had, like, the cloth inside, right? Yeah. And I had Dustin build me those arrows, and they were way heavier. I think last year I was shooting, like, 430. Yeah. And so then this year I bumped up to 511, and when I got that bow from – I you know, kind of, I got I got this Matthews gifted to me basically, and yeah. I had it turned up to seventy five. So I'm pulling seventy five at a twenty nine and a half inch draw, shooting a five hundred and eleven grain arrow. Jeez. So I, I take <laughs> With my bag single target. double broadhead. Right? Yeah. So I take my bag target out and I set it in like I have two garage doors and then like just a post in the middle. Yeah. Pull back, let it go, go straight through the bag target, straight into my house. The first arrow I oh. shoot <laughs> into the house through the bag. I couldn't get it out. Had to break the arrow off in my house. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to think about this, you know? Yeah. So, well, I guess that made the Reinhardt choice pretty easy, then. Huh? Oh, dude, that thing is. <laughs> I had that already, actually, because I had bought that the season before to shoot broadheads into it. Yeah. And that thing, you know, I'm sure that like the Morel High Roller is great too. Like, I'm not sponsored by anybody, but that Reinhardt target just takes a beating and yeah. keeps on going like i flip the side you know yeah i mean i, I don't know I, I was we were texting i think the other day and i'm so i think i'm somewhere around 12 to 1300 arrows in and that thing still just it eats them and i mean realistically 12 to 1300 arrows is more than i think your average archer is probably shooting in f five years three yeah. years like i'm talking like I, I'm talking like take the bow hunting community as a whole. And that may not actually be true because I feel like, I feel like there's a big movement of like shoot every day. Like I, I, that's one thing I'm glad like people are preaching is like shoot as often as you can. But like there are, there are a lot of people still who for one reason or another, I mean, it's not right or wrong, but they still do the old it's October. Dust it off. Or it's, it's yeah. You know, well, September 15th, we'll dust it off for October one. Get it sighted um, back in. Right. And go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that arrow count, that's a pretty high arrow count. I mean, and so that kind of leads to my next question. And now I guess this question is still valid because it's been a hundred plus, you know, it's been about a hundred days since the last time I talked to you about it. Yeah. What, what are some like basic things that you've just learned about archery, about yourself over the course of now 234 mm. completed days? What are some of the things that you've benefited from doing that at literally every single day? And you didn't cheat like I did where it was like, I don't have time or something today. So I'm going to use a kid's bow at five yards with a, yeah. with a suction cup arrow. You know, I, yeah. I pulled that crap and I was, I was like, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm cheating, but screw it. I yeah. started this thing. It was so still I'm an arrow. I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, here's the reality about that, though. It, like, So we have a recurve, like a, I don't know, it's like PSE snake, and I bought it so my yeah, kids that's what can I shoot, got. right? But I think even with that, like, there are days where I've shot literally one arrow, and it's, and it's literally been just to do it because I don't want to quit. 
you know? Right. And, but I think that there's still value in putting a bow in your hands. And even with that recurve, making sure that your grip is right and pulling back and making sure that you're making a good, even if it's that one shot, I think that there's value in that. Well, it's and just the discipline factor. 100%. You, you know? know? And I think, I think that's one of those things is like, you know, so for me, I work in mental health. And so one of the things I try to help people see a lot when they come in to see me is that like, you might, we have these skills in certain places of our life and we don't always recognize how we are good at something or like, so you mentioned the word discipline, like discipline is a generalizable skill that everyone has in some area of their life. And it can be incredibly powerful if we take those skills and generalize them into other places of our life. And so yeah. like thinking about archery specifically, if you're going to be a good archer, you know, and I'm not even talking like Levi Morgan, Morgan, Bodie Turner, professional right. archer. I'm talking like just good. I think that there's value in having discipline, holding the bow the same way, anchoring in the same place, executing your shot in the same way, like exercising that discipline. It's going to make you better. And if yeah. you can take that skill and you can push that out into other areas of your life, whether it be work, finances, parenting, whatever, like doing things because it's good, doing things because it, it helps you grow, I think it can help you be a more well-rounded person. And so for me in my own life, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that there's lots of days where, you know, working in mental health is tough. There's a lot of like mental and emotional stressors that you face during the day. So you come home, you do that for eight, eight hours. You're like holding the weight of the worst stories that people have. And then you come right. home and you parent your kids and you hang out with your wife and you're emotionally available. And, you know, by the time your kids go to bed and they have a nightmare and, and then it's 10 o'clock and I'm like, oh man, I haven't shot today. Yeah. Like I totally forgot just in the hubbub of life. Like, am I going to, am I going to pack this whole streak in and be done or you know honestly am i gonna not have any integrity and just load a video from six months ago that nobody would know the difference no i, like, I would i i i'm not gonna do it you know like i yeah. won't so i get yeah. my i go upstairs i get my bow i go to the basement open the garage door send one five minutes and it's yeah. like okay no like it was a little thing and this, and here's the reality. The streak is for nobody but me personally. I know mm -hmm. that there's people follow along and I've gotten a lot of positive comments like, hey, you doing this every day is super motivating to me. Thank you. Like, And I'm glad for that. But the reality is like, this is for me. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that like, that I did it and I didn't phone it in that day. Like, okay, that's this. I was disciplined. Like I did what I needed yeah. to do to continue to do something that I found important. I think that's been a big, a big deal for well, me. And it's still, it still elicits that response of like, not completion, but of you, you hear it a lot, like in the gym atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, I power lift, I did CrossFit for a long time. And when you're dedicated to it and then you take a day off for whatever reason, uh, you, you, you feel like crap. Yep. And then there's those days and it's, it's in anything in life. There's days when you're, when you're quote unquote, committed to something. There are days where no matter what it is, it could be eating ice cream. You just don't want to do it. 
there's, there's not, you know, excuses start flooding. You don't have time. You can't do it right now. Do it later. You'll have time later. And then later never comes. And there's just that. I don't even know what, maybe you being with, with your career background, maybe you can explain it better, but like just the feeling of I did it. Yeah, no. It's the facing of adversity and adversity doesn't have to be crossing an ocean Mm -hmm. to get to the other side to save your family. Adversity can be something as stupid as I just don't want to get out of the chair right now. I think to go shoot. I mean, in modern life, I would say that probably most people's adversity is internal. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, what do you, since I'm going to, lean heavy on your expertise then so let's just say we got a new archer and or maybe it's maybe we have one of those guys who's listening in who is a dusted off in september kind of guy and they're like you know what i think it would be good to shoot more i want to be more accurate more ethical in the woods hey we talk you know you got your total archery challenge shirt i talk about a lot about 3d archery and total archery challenge it's just freaking fun it's an attractive event and if you see it most people are going to be like, I want to do that. And I can't tell you how many people I've said, say next year, I really want to do total archery challenge. I can't do it this year. Cause I just don't have the range, which no, is total BS go without the range. Yep. I don't care if you've never shot past 25, still go, you'll have a blast. But speaking to guys like that, where, you know, you know how it is, uh, where until you've started building something, excuses can be like, as legitimate as you want to make them. Yep. Even, even if it's, even if it's a completely BS excuse until you've started doing something, those excuses are real. Yep. Uh, so for whatever reason, Joe blow wants to start shooting, but he's got his excuses. He's got his reasons. What's a, what's a way that that individual can kind of take, cause like you had mentioned, we're all disciplined in something. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of stealing from, uh, Christianity, we all worship something, whether it's God or it's money or it's sex or whatever it may be. Um, what, what is some tangible ways for a guy who maybe he's disciplined in the fact that he does get up and go to work every day. Maybe he's disciplined in the fact that he does come home and do something, whatever it may be. How do you, how can you steal a little bit of that discipline from something else or transfer discipline? Like when you take like a drug addict and you put them in a CrossFit gym, they usually do pretty well. Yeah. They kick, they, they kick drug habit and they focus it. So what are some tangible ways you can, this guy can get motivated or can talk in his head to get him to pick that damn bow up? Well, I think, I think part of it would be like setting reasonable, like small goals like working backwards, right? So if I want to shoot for a year, then I've got to shoot for six months. And if I want to shoot for six months, I've got to shoot for a month. And if I want to shoot for a month, I got to shoot for a week, Mm -hmm. you know? And so breaking it down and like, what's the time commitment to shoot for a day realistically, you know? And I would argue, I would make the argument that there's probably not a person around who couldn't shoot three arrows a day in their yeah. house every single day. Yeah. I mean, even if it was to, I mean, and obviously this would be, you know, difficult to some degree depending on where you live. But like, if I really needed to, I could shoot down my hallway 
and I could just tell my family, like, okay, everybody, stand behind me. I'm going to shoot some arrows. Right. And then you'd have right. the added pressure of your kids standing behind you being like, yeah, don't miss. <laughs> right. But, you know, I think, and that's one of the things that I thought, like, what am I going to do? I mean, I shot in the rain. I shot in the snow. So I could go outside and shoot. But in the house, like, okay, what am I going to do all winter? Because I don't want, I might not go outside and do it every day. What am I going to do? And so yeah. looking at my space and figuring out, okay, how am I going to do this? And if I go shoot in my garage, you know, across my living room, basement living room into the garage, I would say most days it's a 15, 10 minute, mm-hmm. 10 minute time commitment from the time that I decide to get my butt off the couch, walk down to my bedroom, get my bow and go downstairs. Yeah. Bam, 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 pull the arrows, lock up 10 minutes. All right, guys, let's take a quick break to go through the AFCO New Hunter podcast, Friends of the Show. These are all great companies that have supported me and I support them. So I would love for you guys to support them as well. And to help you do that, we got discount codes listed below in the show notes. So I encourage you to go check them all out. For starters, we have More Innovations. More Innovations is a 3D printing company. They print a lot of really cool things for like your at-home bow shop. Right behind me, I have the wall quiver. Um, They have a lot of caddies that go on your bow press, things like that. So you're not losing all the parts to your bow. My favorite thing is this grenade pen holder, personally. But check out more innovations at moreinnovations.com. And next, Vantage Point Archery. Guys, whether you're looking for a brand new Omega single bevel or you like a three blade or whatever it may be, check out Vantage Point for your next set of broadheads. Guys, I'm shooting the Omega 200 grain. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a breeze to sharpen just because of their lay flat technology. So you don't need a jig or any of that other stupid stuff. Um, if you need sharpening stones, strops, uh, hell, if you need a new riser for your recurve bow, check out Vantage Point Archery at vparchery.com. And next up, Unbound Archery. Guys, if you're in the market for new strings and cables, check out Unbound. I got mine uh, to match the color of my arrows. So if you guys are familiar with my fanny pack build arrow that I did with Adam's Precision Archery, um, you know that it is the brightest arrow and string combo in the woods which could be why I haven't filled my tag yet. But aside from that, if you guys want a top-notch string for your bow, I would recommend checking out Unbound Archery. Use that code below at unboundarchery.com. And Buzzard Roost Saddles. Guys, I have told you this from the beginning. Buzzard Roost is the most comfortable, most adjustable saddle that you could ever sit your butt in. Whether or not you've been saddle hunting or you're trying to get into it, Get yourself a buzzard roost. Don't spend any more money on rifling through different saddle companies to find one that fits well. Get yourself a buzzard roost right off the bat. Be done with it. Be comfortable in the woods. I have sat all day sits in mine. Um, I have I have put it through its paces. The, the quality is top notch and the comfort is unbeatable. Um, if you guys know about saddle hip pinch and blah, 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 you're not going to have any of that with buzzard roost. So Go to buzzardroostsaddles.com, use that code, and get your butt something nice. And Our Grounds Coffee Co. Our Grounds is the official coffee of the podcast. Whether you're a coffee snob who's got really high standards or you're a gas station coffee guy, you are going to love this. If you're a coffee snob, this is going to check all your boxes in terms of quality taste. When you do your little whatever the heck that thing is, you guys know what I'm talking about. These are, uh, this is super high quality, great coffee. If you're a gas station guy, this is going to blow your mind. So help yourself by drinking better coffee, help support a company that supports conservation and get yourself some R grounds at rgroundscoffeeco.com. And last but not least, Adams Precision Archery. If you guys are looking for a fully customized set of arrows, 
check out APA. They can do anything you want them to do. So if you've been listening for a while, you know that that we collaborated on the Fanny Pack build, which is super bright, crazy looking. Um, but whatever you can think up, Adams can do. Do you want custom wraps? Do you want wild colors? Do you want just a normal white pair of underwear type of arrow? Whatever it is, Adams got you covered. They also have a wide array of other archery products for you guys to check out. So go to adamsprecisionarchery.com, use that code, save some cash, and that is the friends of the show. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you check out antlerfeatherco.com. Grab your AFCO gear over there. We're working on some podcast-specific stuff, but until we get it, grab something else. I appreciate every one of you guys, so let's hop back in to the interview. Yeah. And the thing about that, too, and I know you you spoke to it earlier, a lot of people are like, shooting your house. Yeah. Well, I maybe this wouldn't be as surprising to archers like people who do shoot bows because there's a huge misconception with people who have never shot a bow before and when you know like at work or something somebody's like oh yeah what do you do i'm like oh total archery challenge is coming up and yeah we we shot a moose at 140 and they're like hey they 140 yards to them is three and a half miles (laughs) but it's like to someone who doesn't shoot a bow for some reason people don't understand the accuracy, especially of modern day. But if you've got the right system and, and you work at it, even with a recurve bow, you can you can get accurate with those. And I don't think people understand. They they never, they picture that you're shooting a, a three by three foot, uh, not pattern, grouping. Yeah. Um, so shooting in your house, as long as you're safe and you know your backdrop, and you, you know, you've got to have some logistical thought go yeah. into it. Shooting into your house is really not that big of a deal at all. No. And at that point, cause I mean, I do know that there's the excuse and I've used the excuse too, when I beforehand of like, well, I'd love to shoot every day, but I don't have anywhere to go. I don't yeah. have a range close by. I can't, I can't drive to the, to the range a half hour away. If you can set up, even if I would say, and you can agree or disagree, I'll noise cancel it. You can agree or disagree, but I, I would still think like, shit, if you've got 10 yards to shoot, shoot 10 yards. I you think, know? I Just, think my, from my, where I've been shooting with the Christmas tree, we, we rearranged our, like our basement a little bit. There's a foosball table and a Christmas tree in the way. So it shortened it. I, I think it's like 13 yards. Yeah. Well, guess, guess what your most common range for a deer is going to be. You know what I mean? Like people think there's no value in shooting between like, if I don't, if I can't at least shoot 20 yards, there's no point. And yeah, it's like, totally wrong. well, you know, and I, I'm going to use Cam Haynes, even though half the archery community seems like they're mad at him all of a sudden. I don't know why. Cause he's successful. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> he shot, he shot an elk at what was it? Two yards, three yards. The thing was about to step on him. Yeah. And guess what? If you've never shot that distance, you're missing. You hundred percent Because are. it at three yards you put your pin where you think it should be and you went the wrong way yeah you did you know so it's like i would say you know if your excuse is is uh and i don't mean to say excuse in a negative way but if your excuse is i don't have anywhere to shoot you got somewhere man well you and not can only that but like if you start digging around online and looking like how do i become a better shot how do i have a better shot process people talk about blind bailing the most important thing about archery is consistency consistency yes. in how you hold the bow consistency in where you anchor consistency in how you release your shot, you know, and I, I kind of tend to move 
towards the Joel Turner, you know, try to have a surprise release kind of side of things. But there's also mm-hmm. people that are like tremendously successful that have a command style release. I mean, Cam Haynes is right. accurate. Right. And you watch that guy, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, he's the definition of slap the trigger. He catches all kinds of flack. But at the end of the day, he's <laughs> the epitome of do what works for you. And I'm not going to. Who, who the heck am I to look at a dude who can shoot as good as him and say, you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. So, so 10 yards, you can do it. You can, you can work on those pieces so that when you do get the opportunity to go to the range, when you do get the opportunity to shoot out to 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 and on, then those kind of fundamental pieces that are actually going to make you successful at long ranges you've built those systems in place so that you give yourself a leg up to be more successful. Yeah. And, and even to speak to the dude who, you know, I'll, I'll look at someone like, uh, my buddy Cliff, Cliff cadet living in New York. Like he's in, he's in New York mm-hmm. and you know, I, I don't know what his living situation is, but you know, you see a lot of people in New York, they're living in very small, uh, apartments. They're, I would even go as far to say like, you're, you're absolutely right. The most important part of training with your bow is not where that arrow lands and not how far that arrow traveled. It's what happened to, to make the arrow travel. And so I would even say if you legitimately, for whatever reason, like you, some people may legitimately not have a place to shoot, get a shot trainer. So, you know, like knock on sells one. Uh, if you, dude, I, I didn't want to buy a shot trainer. So I took a long boot lace mm-hmm. and I tied a loop in it on one end so I could I could loop it around my thumb and I tied a loop in it on the other end that was just long enough to get to my release point. And when I first bought a trigger release or a thumb button, that's how I practiced mm-hmm. was literally just with a skinny boot lace. And that yeah. was my shot trainer. It was a dollar ninety nine shoelace. And if you steal your if you steal it out of your wife's shoe, it was free. No, no problem to <laughs> no you. No cost whatsoever. <laughs> you don't, Unless she you finds out, gotta, then it's a bad deal. I, uh, yeah, sneak over to your aunt's house and steal it from her. Definitely. But yeah, so there's really, I mean, really when it comes down to it, it's, it again, it, it, all, it all circles back to discipline. Do you have the discipline to take a second of your day to go make yourself do something that you just don't want to do right now? And I, you know, with that, that's, that's the win. That's it is. Well, and to be honest, um, like I don't know how many nights I I'll, I'll shoot my shoot my arrow right, and then I post it to Instagram. So I'll come upstairs and cut the beginning and the end off of that video. So you know, I'm, mm-hmm. people don't see me like pushing my camera button and stuff <laughs> like that. Right. But but the, so then I post it on Instagram, and then I'll scroll Instagram, and I tell you what, the thing that I regret more than anything is is staying up an extra hour on Instagram. I regret yeah. that way more than I do shooting the bow for 15 For sure. Minutes. Yeah. And that's, we all have, I mean, you even look at someone like, uh, I, well, maybe not like a Jocko or a David Goggins, but, uh, another guy that the world hates, uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, you would say, generally speaking, that dude's pretty disciplined, at least, at least the life that he shows us, yeah. you know, you never know what he's doing off camera, but. I'm going to assume he's pretty disciplined. Uh, others, someone, otherwise someone would call him out, but like 
even he will say he gets caught up on Instagram scrolling. He gets caught up on YouTube watching random stuff. And it's like, it, it, it's such, I feel like everybody has that no matter where you are, there is, there's something in your life that maybe it's not like a, a drug addiction negative, but in a way it is, it's stealing time from you. Your brain responds similarly to Instagram or a video game or TV or whatever that it does to a drug. So everybody, everybody has something stealing from them that they can steal time back to shoot or to do a shot trainer. You know what? If I ever do arrow day challenge, shot trainers count, unless I know where you live. If I know where you live, then, you know, yeah, if you got, if you got no. 20 acres of a range in your backyard, you are disqualified right. from using a shot trainer. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so one other thing, it's this is not hunting related, but for some reason, some reason because you said you work in mental health, something that's been on my mind, I've seen a lot of lately, and I'm curious your uh, point of view, and it kind of ties into maybe being like a father, a hunting father. Um, as a hunting father, a lot of... Hunters, men as hunters seem to have a kind of like the generic stereotype typically of we're tough guys. A lot Mm -hmm. of them are country guys. We're shooting bows. We're killing animals. Um, One trend I'm seeing a lot on Instagram outside of the hunting world, I keep hitting my hat on this damn microphone, (laughs) uh, is men, uh, specifically fathers, and it's the trend of like, it is, it's okay. Like we're all struggling. It's okay. We need to be more vulnerable. Stop, stop shoving it down. Like, right. and it's like, and here's where I want your professional opinion on it. To me, I think that, I think that all those things are true. I think that a complete man should not just be a brute. He should all, you know, it's the whole thing, be a scholar and a warrior. Yeah. Um, you should be emotionally available you should be emotionally intelligent you should if something's bothering you you should be able to communicate about it but i also feel like as men raising boys into the world that we're currently in in specifically speaking Mm -hmm. i do think that there are times where we just gotta man up and it's like the idea of just man up is being pushed against and i don't know if that's a good thing my fear is that it's, you don't have to man up. You don't, I fear that we're lessening ma- the the value of masculinity in a lot of ways of like, mm-hmm. just be a pussy. It's okay. <laughs> you know? And, but there's times as a dad where I need to be a dad. There's yeah. times where I'm mad about something. I want to do something and I don't get like, and I do feel like sometimes you just have to man up. What's mm. your opinion on that? I agree a hundred percent. Um, that you do have to like, is, is this sometimes. trend? Is this trend damaging? Yes and no. Right, so like, I think... Hey, buddy. What's up, dude? Come here. Come here. here. You're on the show. Say hi. What's going on? What's your name? What's your name? Brennan. This is Brennan. He's my youngest. Are you a hunter? Are you a hunter? You shoot a bow? No. Do you shoot a bow? No. Sometimes. So I'm not a fan of broad brush strokes when it comes to stuff like that, right? So like you said when you were kind of asking the question, a complete man. And I think that I like that 
um, the idea of complete because if you look at human experience like we do men feel feel sadness fear uh, anxiety confusion inadequacy like we feel those feelings and mm -hmm. you know the historic approved emotions for a guy were happy horny and angry and if it wasn't one of those things you were a wuss and i think that's wrong mm -hmm. you know so like with my son you know he's gonna know tenderness from me and you know sweet moments and and kind moments and those are going to balance out the moments where strength is needed force mm -hmm. is needed and you know i talk to them a lot about you know but the way that I see myself is that I want my family to know my tenderness. And if they're sad, I want to be sad with them and be able to cry, to be able right. to express understanding of fear. But I also want them to understand that as a man who's strong, who I believe has a creational mandate to protect that in so much as I'm able, I'm going to be able to, if the situation calls for it, bring a tremendous amount of calloused violence to the world if need be. And I, you know, we, right. my boys and I have had that conversation, right? Like if somebody enters our home with the intent to harm, they've made their choice and I'm going to make sure that they meet, they meet Jesus and it might not yeah. be the meeting that they want. Like that's right. And there are times like, you know, my son missed a doe this, uh, this season and his first response was to cry and I didn't tell him to suck it up. And that one right there, <laughs> Say hi. Hi. What's up, dude? Oh, it's the music computer. Maybe I said I'm going to chill. Not now you're not. Can I use it um, after the podcast? Wait, who's this guy? That's Vince. <laughs> hi, Vince. What's going on, buddy? This How are is, you? This is my hunter. There, there we go. go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's one. All right, dude. See ya. You stay on the phone, okay? Uh-huh. Cool. Hey, I love your yeah. work. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. That's why you do the podcast. <laughs> Exactly. He loves the work. Exactly. But like his first response when he missed that deer was to cry. Yeah. And be upset. And there was not a single part of me that was going to tell him, don't be a pussy. Suck it up. Right. No. My right. first response was to hug him and to say that's a bummer and to, to be there to be present with him to know that that was like that disappointment is palpable and real. And an appropriate yeah. response to that is to shed a tear. Yeah. Now the reality is that's part of hunting is missing. Mm -hmm. Like it happens. And so I think where, you know, you be a man is and where you suck it up is okay. I had my response. This was disappointing, but now what am I going to do about it? Am I going to sit right. and wallow and say, it's not fair and I'm quitting and it's not for me. No, like you now you move forward and you learn, what did you learn from that? You know, how do you, how do you move forward? You know, and, you know, he plays football. He started playing football. And I said, look, sometimes you're going to get popped and it's going to hurt. And I don't care if you cry, but you're going to get back out there and you're going to play the next play unless you're actually injured. Like that, that to me, that's a complete man is you're capable of feeling a wide range of emotions, but you're also capable, like sucking it up to me is not feeling, sucking it up is feeling, but acting anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Well, I'm glad somebody else agrees with me because yeah, I feel like <laughs> a lot of times, you know, the, 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 what's now age old term toxic masculinity. And I, 
it's one of those weird things where it's like in pockets of society, it's pushed against, it's pushed back against in, uh, I don't want to say in, in most, in most Christian communities, the idea of to- toxic masculinity is pushed, a- pushed against God yeah. created you for oh, a specific reason to be a man. Right. Um, in hunting, obviously I don't think there's many hunters running around being like, Oh, that guy was just toxically masculine. Yeah. Like that's no. not happening there. Yeah. <laughs> But I think one thing I've noticed is like the world that the world that uh, we allow ourselves to live in versus the actual world we're living in. It's easy to think, okay, we're on Instagram and the way that Instagram has curated our feeds and everything else is you like hunting. We don't, but here's more, here's more, here's more. When's the last time you randomly scrolled through and saw a super left wing point of view on a podcast? Like we don't just, so what, what I'm saying is like, the world that we allow ourselves to live in, we can tend to forget what the rest of the world's actually thinking and saying. And then you do step into that arena mm-hmm. and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like people like this is real. Like you people really believe things this way. Um, so yeah, I was just curious though from, yeah, from a, someone who works in mental health where I'm sure you deal with situations where men are broken. Dude, I'm, I mean, we're all broken. And but in the, in you the know field, I would say that generally speaking, like I'm an outlier when it comes to my views on religion, life, politics, manliness. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm an outlier and that's okay. You know, people don't have to agree with my point of view, but that doesn't necessarily mean, and I think this comes back to being a man and being self-controlled. Like, just because somebody disagrees with me doesn't mean that me personally, like that I'm in danger and that I'm under attack. And so I don't need to respond to them aggressively. I can sit and listen to your point of view. Right. And then if you're willing to have a conversation, then I'll give you a contrary point of view and let's see where we get with that. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't, there's a lot of people that believe differently than me that I'll sit in the same room with and have a great conversation. And if it comes around to it, yeah, let's talk about masculinity and how I think that toxic masculinity is kind of a made-up term that really yeah. just illustrates a, a, a weak man. Right, right. And there's toxic femininity, too. Like, if you want to push it that far, like, we could say that there are attributes of the female um, personality that yeah. if pushed or embraced too much, they'd be just as toxic. Yeah. So it's, you know, toxic humanity to some degree. Like, we all have that ability to be awful. <laughs> Right. So to close it up, because I want to let you get back to your family. What one thing I want to ask everybody in this guest, just I'm kind of forced to because of the way I named the show. (laughs) If you had one piece of advice for a new hunter, what would the what would your most important piece of advice be for a new hunter? Um, I don't know. It'd be hard to. I guess in some ways it would be just to do it. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've heard this from a lot of different places, I guess. You know, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel because there's good advice everywhere. But I hear all the time, like, don't be afraid. I think you kind of even mentioned it the other day when you were talking about shooting a 140 deer, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a huge deer. If you get a buck walk in front of you, shoot it because you need the experience. And I think that that's true, you know. Um, Getting out in the woods and, you know, consume, consume good content. You know, so people who have a lot of experience, I love the... I've, le- I've learned a ton from your podcast. I've learned a ton from um, the Meat Eater podcast where they have guests mm-hmm. on who are successful and they talk about 
scouting and browse and all this different, like consume that information and then get out in the woods. Even if it's public land and it's not hunting season, go walk around, follow tracks, pay attention to deer, just, just go out and and do it. And the the same goes like pick your weapon of choice. If you're going to be a bow hunter then go buy an upright bow. And yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it would come around. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> go pick a bow and shoot it and shoot it. You know, if you're going to rifle hunt, fine. Buy the ammo, buy consistent ammo, find a place and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. So that when you get to that point, you're able to, to do it, you know, ethically. Yeah. There, there's a, you know, that's one of the other things. Like I say, good content, be careful about good content. You know, there's a lot of pages online or on Instagram that their whole shtick is, you know, not their entire thing, but 97% is kill shots, kill shots, kill yeah. shots. And I, and, and you watch those and not all of them are good. You know, most of them aren't They're, they're <laughs> It's like, let's not glorify the bad stuff. Go find good content of people who are really successful and they're willing to break down their methods and just immerse yourself in it. That, yeah. that don't be afraid to just go all in. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's the the best one to start off with because I think that's the most, it's the most obvious answer, but it's the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Like, like you said, you just watch a video of a guy talking about what browse is, yeah. then go find it. Yeah, go, go find go it in real it. life. Mm-hmm. Make that your hunt. My hunt today is to go find where deer are browsing. Well, and that's my you plan. Know? Like I, I, I picked up, I picked up a, it was not even private, it's public. But I had very limited time to get into it before the season. I got out. I walked around a little bit. I found a spot, put up a camera, did whatever. And uh, Cheater. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Actually, it's like the only place, one of the only places in Canada. It's on a, it's on a military base. And so they oh, allow yeah. cameras. And Does Kansas not No, they outlaw they cameras oh. on public land. But a few places. But my plan is I've got till the 31st archery season yeah and as soon as the archery season and kind of the on post seasons are over that's what i'm doing i'm getting out in the woods and i'm going to walk all over that place i'm going to find trails i'm going to find browse where are the white oaks where are the red oaks yeah you know where's you know where is all this stuff so that next year if i'm um, privileged enough to draw another tag out there that i'll have a little bit more because like i you said, I honestly, I, I consider myself a new hunter. This mm-hmm. is my second archery season. I have yet to be successful this year. And I have learned a ton by screwing up about seven yeah. hunts. Yeah. You know, hunts that I probably could have been successful if I knew a little bit different piece of information. And so, you know, the tag soup is getting warm. <laughs> I can smell it. And if that's the Sprinkle. case little bit of time and oregano here it comes that's right (laughs) i might print off my tag it depends if i get to january 1st and i haven't got anything i might make an arrow a day video with my tag posted to the target and at least shoot that there you go i built i built a uh i did a wood cutout of the state of iowa and i took a twig off of a a pine tree or something and i put it right in the middle so it hangs off Mm -hmm. and that's where i hang all my tags Sad as that is, I have a tag mount. I love it. I'll have to to share a picture of that. Well, uh, so we got got off hot 
uh, and we didn't pray. So let me close this out with a prayer. And then uh, I'll let you get back to your family, man. Sounds good, buddy. All right, Lord, I I thank you uh, again for pushing me to pursue this podcast, to get back into it. Um, I thank you for Nate. I thank you for uh, just him giving me the time to talk. Uh, Obviously, I I love talking to Nate, and uh, I just thank you for all the gifts and abilities you've given us and allowed us to use in your creation. Um, I hope that this podcast has been fun and entertaining and somewhat educational for for some people. Um, But most of all, I hope that you use this podcast to reach your people Um, that's the number one goal, the number one aim. So Lord, I thank you for this conversation. Uh, I thank you for being with us during it. And, uh, I ask that you just keep Nate and his family, uh, safe on their trip. Uh, anybody else who's traveling, keep everybody safe, uh, and let them get, get there and home back as we celebrate the coming of, uh, Jesus. So we, we ask all this in Jesus's great name. Amen. Amen. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Let everybody know where they can follow along with the Arrow a Day Challenge. Yeah, probably the easiest place is just on Instagram, handle N, the number eight lens, Nate lens. All right. Yep. With a Z. With a Z. A Z. That's right. Don't do Nate lens with an S. No. That's a completely different I'm way challenge. cooler than that. I got a Z. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I appreciate, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all right, guys, make sure you follow Nate. Give him a follow. Watch that Arrow Day Challenge. He's going to get to 365, and I assume he's going to keep going. So let's see how far he can get. Give him encouragement, and hopefully you can take some encouragement from that, and you start your own challenge. Make sure while you're on Instagram, give us a follow if you're not already. That's at Antler Feather Co. Um, we got content coming out. Uh, this is going to be the first of the new Hunter podcast, um, and so we'll have – That show will have the shorter form after hours, which is kind of just like my own rant session. Uh, Believe it or not, I talk a lot. But uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, never TikTok. Stay away from TikTok. Do it for your country. Uh, But if you got anything out of this, if you like this, follow the podcast, give us a good rating, all that good stuff. And hopefully, here's where I would normally botch this but I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to make it all fancy. Hopefully, whatever you learn in this show, you're able to take out in the woods with you to make you more deadly in the woods. So for Nate, for Vince, this is the new Hunter Podcast.